Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. I just start out here. We tried the video thing. It doesn't work for this. The problem is, is that we tried to do the video thing, like we did the the original written version, mm-hmm. where Dustin would say something funny, and I would try and be analytical. And we're much, much funnier when we have a chance to write ourselves that way. Yeah. <laughs> I No, I had no problem. Yeah, okay, my problem was I had to decipher his yeah. strange words that he would put together, which almost were sentences. I know. You know, Molly did know. did edit edit reviews for humans for many years. Actually, my favorite moment. One hundred and fifty seven episodes. <laughs> my favorite moment of the original version of how we did this, back when it was all the written form, was the night that Molly realized we basically made it up to a point. Oh yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah. so we're sitting I was here. So, bad. <laughs> so, so she's sitting here because of course she'd been reading our reviews it was and. So bad. And she suddenly realizes that Dustin has been writing his throughout the entire episode. And I've just been sitting there. And he goes, okay, I'll send this to you. And she she looks at him. Wait a minute. This is a lie. This is all just a terrible lie. (laughs) I like to think of it as a truth within certain circumstances. Yeah, and it wasn't like... We we did get really good at writing each other though. Oh yeah, I mean it was like it's like half the time it's like I didn't say those words, but I would have said those <laughs> words had I had the chance. I don't remember. I remember interjecting with clever things. Yes. I tried to take notes. Like that's what I was doing. Like I was watching the television and I was taking notes mm-hmm. on my computer as I watched what was happening. And anytime right. somebody said something funny, I would try and write that. Mm-hmm. Like write that down too. Right. And I must have kept you super busy. Yeah. I'm oh, all the time. Well, and then you were doing the the tweets, the live tweets at the same that's, time. That's true. Which made it really easy to pull in the live tweets. And every time, the the biggest problem I had was that we would not do the reviews in anything that actually resembled an order that made sense. Mm-hmm. And you would be tweeting in order. Mm-hmm. So I'd be sitting there going, "Okay, this tweet is much funnier." Three paragraphs down, massively out of order. But no, oh well, but so mm-hmm. nobody complained. So, hi, folks. I'm Tim. I'm Dustin. Curtis. And sitting across the room in a peach chair, not <laughs> wanting to participate, but you'll hear whispers of her voice because she I can't. I didn't know you guys were recording. <laughs> it's Molly. Come sit closer. I don't want to sit over there. Uh, Molly. I don't watch you from here. Molly uh, was audience. part of this. Yeah. Pretty much from the beginning, actually. Fairly close to the beginning. Yeah, she's the reason I'm around, probably. Back in the back in the days at Dustin's old place, so we would get together and have dinner, which we had tonight. We had dinner tonight mm-hmm. before the, before recording. How about some pizzas? And uh, we'd get together from and have Quick a... Trip. Quick Trip pizza's really good, you guys. <laughs> it really is. I we, had a piece. It was delayed. We would get together and, and, and hang out and, and watch Once Upon a Time. <laughs> Because you had to have like a brain palate cleanser before you dealt with the, the hate watch that was The Walking Dead in the early days. Mm-hmm. So and we season two. 
Yeah, we watched, we were watching before we even started writing the review. We oh, yeah. We get together and watch it every week. Right. So it was just, you know, um, it's really nice to have Molly here tonight. Yes. It's, it's been very cool. It is. I haven't seen her in ages. I miss her beautiful face. <laughs> and she's over there blushing. So we've got two hours. You balance that out. She's oh. also a huge fucking nerd. Uh, yeah. So let's talk. First, we watched. We watched the robot chicken. Right. Robot chicken thing. Which is the best episode so of the Walking Dead we've ever seen. It was last week that it was actually aired. But we, we were doing this. Yeah, we didn't have a chance to watch it. So we did watch it tonight. We just watched it with the kids, and they were very confused. They're like, "What? <laughs> this is what you do? This is the show you watch?" And we're like, "No, this is the show making fun of the show, and then we're going to make fun of the show making fun of the show." And, and they were terribly confused. Yeah, they didn't understand any of that. And but we laughed because it, they got it together uh, a significant chunk of the cast, uh-huh. and everyone did their own voices. Um, we the Daniel Radcliffe came in and sang the cannibal song, the cannibal song, because which means you did not get yeah your, your fine young cannibal fine was not there. Gareth was not there. No, he he said he wouldn't didn't couldn't do it because he can't sing. Well, there you go. And he's also now uh, uh, starring on could have written him a rap song. song. <laughs> Tell me the robot oh, chicken writer. Curtis. I have a no robot chicken writer, and he is no slouch. He could write a rap song for that dude. Wow. So early like like last week, um Gorilla's John Wayne came on. Yeah. And I was like singing along. Like I know that song. The song came out I was like fifteen years old. And I was just like going at it. And and Trinaya and her best friend were in the back seat and they were like, What? is happening <laughs> how does he know all the words to this rap song and how is he singing well, how does it go it's the i'm happy i'm feeling sad i but i know the whole like this is oh. apocalypse now musical episode <laughs> we will sing the rest of the episode but, yeah or not <laughs> why you they blow let up that damn the it. water out <laughs> Spoiler. I threw my man in a whale and set my heart afree. It's my Halloween costume, by the way. Oh, there you go. Cool. Oh, did I show you the picture of my Halloween costume? No. I, I, Visual aids won't translate well no. in this form. I'm going to be a, 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 a 1984 country music singer, country western singer, who just won a Grammy, or a country music award. She just won a country music award. Is that what? Is that the picture I saw on Facebook? Yeah. Oh. As long as he goes back and gets the coat. Yeah, I've got to go back and get the coat. So, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> a lot of that girl. What's the name of your hit song that won the Emmy? <laughs> I, I threw my man. God, I hope we can hear that through the... I just sang it. I threw my mind in the wind. Well, what's it called? Is it, is it, <laughs> that's the name of the song. That's the, <laughs> that's the title of the song. Didn't say it was a short title. Should, or a um, you should, title. You should, uh, you, that's great. You should, have, you should have it titled something different, like Emancipation. Yeah. Oh. Well, I'm trying to... That's not how country songs work. Chris. Yeah. I'm trying to elevate the genre. Well, not in 1984, you're not. <laughs> Uh, Molly is gonna be, I keep trying to convince her to be, like, country music duo with me, and, like, do, like, a Judd situation, oh! where she's the mama, and so, so everyone's oh! I can just be like, mama, I wanna, I wanna sing some, some pop music, mama, and she can be like, shit, you trip, shit, you trip, Julie, you trip. Shut your champ, Jerlene. I got the hepatitis and we're gonna sing country music till I die. <laughs> 
My liver's yellow. <laughs> Yes, it's gonna be perfect. It's gonna be an amazing life. Oh God, I've missed you so much, Molly. Oh. Enough about her. She's. Talk about the show. <laughs> What's the show? Clearly, she doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> tonight was a, tonight was a two-hour season finale of Fear the Walking Dead. Yes, which we were really surprised how much everybody got along. And it ended happily. Yeah, there was and... a sing-along and a campfire. I didn't even know they were making marshmallows anymore. They had s'mores. And everyone was like, you know what? We just needed to sit down and talk this out. Mm-hmm. And we could work it all out. It was like... Nothing says, nothing says a good episode of Fear the Walking Dead like a shopping cart full of severed heads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. In a, in a plot thread that's going absolutely fucking nowhere. Oh, yes. So... Uh, Nick is started harvesting the pituitaries from the walkers. Um, That's not true, that dude. It's it's. Oh, uh, when are we ever going to come back to that? Oh, we don't have to. That was pretext to get him in a situation where he would be informed about the incoming invasion. Yeah, seems like everybody this week got a job and then lost it. <laughs> if this were a sitcom, <laughs> that's, what, your, that's, what, that's what. That's what the music songs. The the tag would be everybody gets a job and loses it both first time. Like Nick does his whole bri- b- head harvesting thing. Alicia gets a job as a nurse and box that up. Alicia goes to become a da- damn lady. Um, uh, Strand is going to be like a dude on the inside. Oh yeah, he's going to be the emissary. Or Daniel whatever. was going to be the general for the Water Queen who came up with those fucking names and ain't nobody had that job by the end of the episode right so the um, entire corporation was shut down (laughs) so as we left off last week uh daniel and has taken madison and strand and madison and strand nick no uh, no, nick stayed behind to, to the dam nick and troy stayed behind alicia said screw you guys i'm out and took off on her own. Somebody knew. And she's hanging out with the black lady whose name we still don't seem to know. Yeah, I'm sure it has. I'm sure she had one. I'm sure she has. At some point, she was given a name in life, or she chose one. Yeah. But we, I don't believe we've heard it. Mm-hmm. So those are our those are our th- three groups out here in the world, right? Nick is going around chopping off zombie heads and harvesting the thing, so that the bartender, bartender slash drug dealer can make a, yeah says no, this one's already bad. This one's good. And we, we're sitting there going, I need fresh heads. If you don't bring me fresh heads, I can't do nothing. And we had to wonder, who was the first person to go, let's try this. <laughs> hey, you know what would taste delicious? It's probably going to be the guy who pours the concrete at my work. He's the kind of guy. <laughs> Great. Well, there we go. Hey, man. Hey. You, you ever take a brain apart and just eat little bits just to see? Man, hey, uh, I need to borrow your sledgehammer. There we go. Now we know. So, so uh, that's a thing. But then Troy finds out that on accident, on like accident. he walks into this this group of guys, like preparing some boats, and he's like, well, "What are you guys doing?" And they tell him because who doesn't tell the random dude that comes wandering in what exactly what your plans are for the day? And he's like, "Oh, this is going to be bad because apparently." We're supposed to think that Troy is part of the gang now. Yeah. Because, well, he thinks he's part of the gang. Because for the last several episodes, it's been, eh, you know, 
Troy's a murdering psychopath, and he's pretty much been the root cause of all the damage that's actually happened this season. Well, he, but, found, he found Jesus. Well, only because... Only a... because no, that's Jesus, and he's in the trunk, and <laughs> Troy killed him and put him there. <laughs> he's got a good smile, and an amazing agent. And God, his agent... I want his agent. His agent would make us all stars. Yeah. Because this contract You want is... the Charmin? You gotta give him a full season arc. He's gotta be right in there with the group. And toward the end, you have to almost think he's having a redemption arc. He tells Nick that this is happening, and Nick's like, wait a minute, this is bad. And he's like, no, your mom's at the dam. We have to go save her. And we're like... Why do you... Why are we having Troy be the one who wants to go save... Like, Nick's like, oh, it's too bad for about the dam. Troy... Troy had an attack of conscience when he realized that there was someone in the world more messed up than him. Yeah, there you go. Watched a dude eat a brain core. What do they call them things? But two, it's terror. But two, two terror. I can't. That, that's not in the center of your it's brain somewhere. stem. It's a thing. It doesn't matter. It's walking dead biology. Okay, somewhere in the middle of your brain is a thing that's full of adrenaline and and stuff. And it gives you a high. Your, I'm pretty sure this is not what happens in the real world. It's your habeas corpus. But anyway. So they're like, oh no, this must go to dam. Meanwhile, back at the dam. No, let's go with Alicia. Because yeah. there's also there. Because Alicia is... Alicia's story gets us there better anyway. Yeah. So Alicia and they're her buddy like, are attacked. Well, they're like, hey, let's go sell our stuff. Oh, things are just coming up roses. Boom, they get attacked. Get yeah. T-boned by a, an assault vehicle, essentially full of guys who try to kill him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you never take on two tiny ladies in the Walking Dead universe. I don't know what her, they, they will take you apart. I don't know what her problem was with selling hair. I sold my hair before. It's no big deal. Well, I think that it's just like, you know, you've got to remember that Alicia is is legitimately only like an 18-year-old girl. And she's had her... She was growing her hair out. Well, it's, I think she's it's... She's growing it out, and she just likes that. It might even have become a symbol of, like, the one thing that was normal from the previous world. So while they're debating this, they get T-boned, and the black girl's out there with her pickaxe, pick and she is just like... Plus four melee. And yeah, and she is doing pretty good. She's hanging in there pretty well, except one of these guys manages to, to smash her in the leg. Alicia's got dazed in the, in the mm-hmm. crash, but she gets up and fights around the guy... Around the, around a bit and gets the gun some ridiculous good kung fu action and yeah. she basically is like right she uses her 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 butterfly knife yeah she's uh she stabs she gets a little stabby mm-hmm. and does pretty well and then she uh gets the gun and chases them all away and her friend is like <laughs> her leg is not doing the way things that legs are supposed to do which is bend one way and so she you know Gets her in the car and they go and they find a doctor. How do they find the doctor? He's up at the the trading post. That's where they have. Oh, okay, anyway. right, right. So they go to there. That's right. So she takes him to the trading post and he's like, "Yeah, we can fix this." And he's got her all almost like a cast on her yeah. leg, and she's like, "You know, so so why are you here?" And he goes, "Well, you know, I lost my medical license. Yeah, probably you know, one of those." Oh, by the way, the doctor was played by that guy in that thing we saw. Yeah, he's one of those character actors you see everywhere. I'll see if I can mm-hmm. find his name for the. For the written part of this. Like Kreider or something in that thing with the other guy in that thing I saw. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was in that. I and the other one. That. I loved him in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was good. I remember that when, he was, really when he was young and he was in that other thing and he took off his shirt. And I, I don't like, remember that. That was a good scene. Oh. When he was young in that other thing. For two whole seasons. Shirt. 
Um, anyway, he explains that he lost his medical license because one of his female patients decided that she didn't want to be whatever he was doing to her, have done to her. <laughs> Misunderstanding. It could have been an innocent conversation that led to a lawsuit. Right. I'm pretty sure not, based on the skeezy way he's kind of looking at Alicia through most And then of the he day. was like, hey, you want a job being my medical assistant? You're good at this medical stuff. And she's like, you don't know anything about me. And he's like, you've got good hair and your boobs are where they're supposed to be. Come here and help me distract a dr- biker gang leader. You're not covered in blood and feces. You're probably good for surgery. Because then he takes her to meet, what's this guy's name? What's this actor's name? He's uh, from Deadwood. Yeah, he is from Deadwood. He plays the he plays the preacher in Deadwood, and also the uh, Francis Walcott. He's like the cinema sin. Weird that I know the character character for this entire show because he comes in and he's basically like, "I'm looking at all of you, and I'm thinking, how the hell are any of you still alive?" Yeah, <laughs> and so he's lying here. Okay, there's something you have to get out of the way in starting with this scene. And through everything else involved with this character. Because nothing that happens from this scene onward with this character, who is uh, Proctor John, who's the leader of this, basically, this gang. This uh, proto-saviors. The Proctors. They're called the the Proctors. Proctors. Um, But basically, you know, they're a big criminal gang. Big drug gang. They make the, the, they make the narcos look like uh, uh, Girl Scout cookie salespeople. Right. Also known as Girl Scouts. <laughs> okay. So, and they will, the Girl Scouts will cut you? Yeah, Girl Scouts um, don't mess around. You don't pay for those cookies, you are, dude, it's gonna be ugly. But anyway, it's uncomfortable being chased down the street by a 12 year old girl. <laughs> then she's gaining. <laughs> by God, I ate all those thin mints. <laughs> so, yeah, so but basically, you have to understand that in the, in the Walking Dead universe, Things that would kill a human being cause minor inconveniences um, for all main characters. You may have noticed this when watching the show, the main Walking Dead show. It applies to the Fear of the Walking Dead as well. Because this guy has a tumor on his spine. And it is causing him to lose the ability to walk. His legs are becoming paralyzed. This is a thing that he says. And that the, the high... The high, well, they know. They saw the show. The high-powered drugs. No, these people, these people just come to listen to us talk about a show they ain't never seen. That's right. The high-powered drugs that he is taking are no longer working. They're causing his brain to fuzz versus taking away the pain. He's got brain cloud. This is important to understand because for the rest of the episode, he will behave in no way as if he's had surgery done to him. Or that his brain... I saw, I saw a guy had to take his hand and help him up. He uh, did lean yes. against the desk at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or that he's, or that he's out of his. He's it was just, cracked up on goofballs. You, guys, either. you didn't see the. You didn't see the film. I mean, it was clear in the film that I didn't see either. Apparently, it was clear in the film that it was just sitting there on top, like a, oh, like pulling a burr out of your sock. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Mm-hmm. So, uh, he basically says, "Hey, um, this is who I am," and. <clears throat> I'm a very reasonable monster, and we're going to have the surgery, and if it all goes well, um, things will be good for you. And if it goes bad, everyone in the room dies. So, Put that in mind. welcome aboard. I mean, like, I, that, that confused me. Like, There's going to be like, he says everyone in the room is going to die. There's like two people in the room that were going to die, and there's like seven people in that room. Just, but just those two. 
So not everybody. He maybe could have planned out those orders a little better because if everybody in that room died, then the episode would be pointless. Just saying. Mm -hmm. You are applying logic. It's not my job. What? You're what? slacking. What? So. what have I told you about attempting to apply logic to the world of The Walking Dead? It doesn't work. Anyway. Anyway, surgery is a success. Everybody survives. Um, Alicia, Nobody got a sucker after. Always got suckers after. Alicia does her calming, focused discussion magic powers that we've not seen before. Uh, sure. And, and she basically gets him to, you know, not pay attention to the fact that he's had his back opened up. And parts of it are being ripped out. Um, and then they'll apply a very small bandage. <laughs> can I, can I know about homecoming? And, oh, by the way, everyone in this room is selfish. <laughs> what would you do for homecoming? Nobody in this room is clean. This is like the worst surgery oh, ever. They're not even wearing those masks that you can't spit through. Oh, uh, anyway. Walking, walking Dead Medicine. He should be dead by the end of the episode just by the infection in his back. Anyway. Uh, we will not. We will ignore the actual physical surgery that has been done to this person, which will keep people in bed. Uh, and as Curtis pointed out, you use a hell of a lot of muscles in your back that you don't think about. Yeah, you do. You know. So we will ignore this for the rest of the episode because he's, well, he's fine. He's fine. And he gets up from the surgical table and like it's like let's go storm the dam. There's and lots of you know morphine and stuff in his system, so it's doable. He could do that. But he should be like have blood down his entire back the entire time, though. Yeah. Anyway. It's a thing that happens. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, he's got great dialogue. We kind of forgive a little bit of it. So they go, mm. off, they go off to raid the dam. Uh, because Strand has made a deal with him to let them let break. Let them in. Let, let them, them in. in. He's supposed to kill Daniel and Lola. Lola. And then they're going to come in. I don't understand why they want to kill Lola. She is the person who knows how to treat the water. She's, She's the actual the engineer. Water treatment engineer. Um, Maybe Proctor John knows about water treatment as well as obscure literary references and Buddhism. <laughs> and Buddhism, well, and 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 about his judgment of people who enjoy Buddhism. So anyway, Alicia says to him, "My mom's at the dam. I'll go with you, and I'll become one of your like elite ninja generals." If you help me spare my mom. And Pretty like, sure he's thinking nurse with benefits. Yeah. But whatever. Well, no. well, he does like his toys. That was a line from the thing. Meanwhile, at the dam, Strand try, is trying to like fix this fuck up. Because now everybody knows that the guys are coming. And so he's like, he's trying to get Alicia and Nick out of there. Without the admitting his own guilt. Without, yeah. And then he goes to Daniel and Lola... And he's like, I'm going to kill you both because I have to because of these bikers. And Daniel's like, you're not a killer. And then they struggle for the gun and uh, Strand gets the thingy and he shoots Daniel in the face. And for one second we were all like, did he just kill Daniel? I'm like, he's been killed twice already on this show. And then he gets up. He's got a pretty sizable chunk of his cheek blown away. Yeah. But the bullet basically went through... It looked like he'd been shot through the chin. Yes. We were thinking like a brain shot, but it basically mm. tore just up through his cheek and out. Not the muscle part, but the fleshy part of the, of the cheek. Yeah, it's Bloody... the Tyler Durden... Uh, uh, it's the Tyler Durden... Um, there you go. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Wound. Oh, we forgot the part where Daniel interrogated Nick about who that led the was walkers to the ranch, which I don't understand. Like, how did Daniel make the leap 
from walkers, just a herd of walkers kind of stumbled upon the ranch to a herd of walkers were led to the ranch. I thought that was a, I thought that was a structural reach, really, as far as, as far as the script went, because the only, the only thing that foreshadowed that was that little confrontation they had in the meeting where Troy showed up and said what was going on, and then this guy was like, well, yeah, well, who are you, uh, he says, you know, he starts off basically, it's like, you know, why should I take it, why should I listen to some college kid? And he goes, well, I'm not a college, I didn't go to college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> goes, you know, and they basically start swearing at each other in Spanish. Actually, considering that, you know, Daniel is like the human lie detector, and Troy is one walking lie. Oh, uh, yeah, I bet that's why he had a hard time. He just doesn't trust him, because he's, yeah. he's not trustworthy. So there's two things that happen here. With, with Daniel, we've got... Um, he he's making the assumption that this giant uh, group of walkers would not have honed in on the only sound, smell, light-producing thing for miles, which would mm-hmm. be the compound, right? Be the, the branch. <clears throat> so that you're right, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, but he's convinced. He's convinced himself that whatever it is. And the other thing is, is that Nick is protecting Troy. And this is something that has been happening for the last several episodes. And it's like they keep forgetting Troy is a murdering psychopath. When we met Troy at the very first episode of this, that we meet him, he is murdering brown people to see how fast they turn. And it was funny because I was kind of explaining that to Molly earlier. I was like, you know, this is Daniel Sherman plays Troy. Troy, he had all these people of different ethnicities locked up in a basement. And she was like, oh, you can stop right there. (laughs) <laughs> so that's all I need to know about him. Yeah. And she's right. But for the last several episodes, it's been this whole, you know, Troy's okay. Troy's my friend. Yeah. Troy's like another surrogate son. Troy is this guy. He's just misunderstood. No, he is still a murdering psychopath. And Daniel is like, I don't trust him. Is he, did, who, who led the walkers to the ranch? And instead of Nick convincingly saying, Nick is actually a good liar. Yeah. Nick's lied a lot to a lot of people. To himself a lot, too. But Daniel can tell it's, that he's... Oh, yeah. It, once you've been lied to by a junkie, you don't usually get tricked by that again. You can sniff that out. Nick tries to pin it all on Jake. And considering <laughs> that everyone... It's like, no... No one's Daniel's going like, to find I've this. never even met Jake, and I know that's not true. <laughs> and so Nick goes running to Madison and Troy, who are setting up explosions in the dam, and he's like, we have to get out of here because Daniel wants to kill Troy. And Madison is like, why? And and Nick's like, because Troy led the walkers to the ranch. No, because no, Troy says, uh, uh, oh, because I led the walkers to the yeah. ranch. And Madison looks at him, and she's like, you what? What now? <laughs> what, what was that again? Was that <laughs> and he goes, I went the walkers to the ranch because I wanted to make everyone want... get rid of the Indians. Because, yeah, the Indians needed to go. And she's like, we were all living there. And he's <laughs> like, well, um, I didn't like that. And she's like, what were you trying to do? And he's like, you realize you started this, right? You came to this, came to my home. No, she didn't start it because ranchers and the Native Americans are already at war before she even got there. Very poor negotiators, those guys. Well, he's blaming her for things that she actually did. She's responsible for getting his father killed. Yeah. Um, But his father was a racist asshole. Right. 
And that may not, well, no, he was, not only was Dunning, he was a racist asshole, but he was a racist asshole who was responsible for getting other people killed. Right. So he did actually deserve to die. Uh, on the on the Walking Dead scale of deserve to die, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is not necessarily the real life kind of thing. But anyway, um, so they're sitting there and having this thing, and then finally Madison's like, "Screw this noise!" and she clubs his head in with a hammer. <laughs> and we were all like, "Huh, that's the best." I'm okay. You know... <laughs> I love the hammer too. That's one of my favorite types of hammers. Paul that Bean? was that was yes. plus four melee too. Actually, now that I think about it, she just clocked him, clocked him, and right stood in the there head. for a second, and then she was like, "Uh, that didn't work first time." So she knocked it, not gave him another one, gave him another one right in the temple. And then Nick looks at her with this expression that says, "Why did you do that?" <laughs> and her responding expression is, "Why are you looking at me with an expression that says why?" <laughs> And the rest of the episode, Nick will treat Madison as if she has done a terrible, terrible thing, despite the fact that Nick is already very aware, and he has heard it from Troy's own lips, that Troy is a murdering monster. Right. But it's a, but, you know, now he, he will later have a fight with Madison about, you know, what, you know, what happens when it's my turn, Mom? And yeah. she's like, uh, are you going to turn into a murdering monster? Maybe. Well, yeah. we'll talk I, about it then. I, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll burn that bridge when we come to it. And Ugh. she has already expressed to him that she is not, like, she killed her own father mm-hmm. because he was abusive and, and terrible. She's not shown, and I was thinking about this, because remember last week we were talking about how um, uh, we're kind of, it's almost like we're watching the villains. Mm-hmm. Um Back when uh, Richard Dean Anderson was cast as Negan, that's the right name. Is that the right name? Richard Dean Anderson. That would be a whole different no. show. Who? Um, Tell me his name then. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan was cast as Negan. Um, he said that he, the way he was approaching it was like he was said in his mind. If we had been watching the show mm-hmm. as ne- you know Negan, Nick in the gang, Negan, Negan in, in the, the gang. gang then we would, we would be like, oh, finally, Negan's going to get these people that have been killing all of his guys. Mm-hmm. And I think, in a little way, that's sort of what we're seeing, is Madison is our... Ne- she's not Rick. She's Negan. She's this woman who is not afraid to do what needs to be done and is not going to let your petty morality get in the way and she's going to kill who needs to be killed and she's going to try and save who needs yeah, to be saved. Yeah, but she's saved, not and... she's not hungry for power. She just wants to go to her happy place. You want which is a cemetery full of the ball, full of gravestones of all the people she's murdered. <laughs> or it's quiet she's... here. I love it. Or it's so good. Launcher in a blanket and all these graves. <laughs> all I need. What's uh... the safest place in a zombie apocalypse actually? Go to the graveyard. Because the dead people in the graveyard are already dead. And they, or they've left already. Yeah. <laughs> that's where they started out. Yeah. Anyway, Strand shows up just about that time. He's like, oh, shit's going down. We have to go. And then all the the bikers show up. And it's like a big thing. And Negan hides Alicia, Madison, and Nick. And, like, they have, when they have their big fight about, well, are you going to kill me someday, too? And she's like, keep it up, and maybe I will. Yeah. 
Keep running your mouth. Just keep running it. Ungrateful brat child that oh he is. God. I look uh, like Johnny Depp's less good looking cousin. So so <laughs> Proctor John arrives and he looks at Strand and says, You know, this plan of yours kind of went to hell, didn't it? And he's like, Well, there were there were things and he's like, Shut up, I don't want to talk to you. We'll, we'll talk later. Be persuasive. <laughs> to be persuasive. And he gets up there and, and everybody except for Lola and Daniel basically have either been killed or driven away. Right. And, and Strand says that he killed Daniel and Lola. Right. And so when Lola shows up with a gun later and starts shooting at people, Proctor John's like, this is the second time somebody you said you killed has showed up. I'm starting to think you're not very reliable. <laughs> And he's like, okay, look, um, this whole thing has gone to hell, and all the deals we've had are off the table. So, so nurse, which one is your mom? And she's like, this is Madison. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, great. I've met, I've heard of you. Nice, nice. And who's this boy over here? That's my son. Okay, that's nice. Nobody's mentioned a son to me. Just, I feel bad for Proctor John at this point, because nobody has said anything. Oh, my brother. Oh, Nick's (laughs) kind of floating around in there, too. And so, like, and he's only made, made, like, deals to save Madison. Like, Madison's going to be okay. Ain't nobody said nothing about Nick. And so that's why he's like, all right, well, now everything's all screwed up. Everybody's got to die because I only promised to protect Madison. And now I'm going to have to kill Nick because he wasn't part of the deal. And when I kill Nick, Alicia will ne- I'll never be able to trust Alicia again. Right. So I have to kill her. And of course I'm going to have to kill Madison because I've just killed both her kids. <sighs> this is a rough day. I just had surgery three hours ago. <laughs> and... In their conversations, as everybody's talking back and forth, at some point, Proctor John looks at him and goes, You people are just one really screwed up family. And I'm like, he just gets them so well, yeah. so quickly. So, they're uh, it's like, alright, well, let's, let's say goodbye. And, and he goes over and he, you know, Nick, Nick gives Strand a hug. And they walk away, and, and he goes, oh, by the way, oh, Strand's tr- Strand tries to pull off one last Hail Mary. And he's like, you know, you guys forgot something. You know, we've, the, we actually rigged the, the dam with C4. They use C4 to build it, and C4 to blow, blow it down. And I've got the detonator right here. He reaches into his pocket, and it's gone. <laughs> and Nick's ever going over there against the, the railing going, oh, this detonator? Click. <laughs> and he primes it, and everyone's like, oh, this is a complication. And then this is the point where all four of us, like, the commercial happened, and I start fast-forwarding through commercials, and we all go, there are 30 minutes left in this show. They can't possibly kill everyone they off. They can't possibly they? kill everyone Wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't that be amazing if they killed every, <laughs> and Fear the Walking Dead season whatever well, started? When Duder said, when, when Walcott was talking uh, to Johnny Depp there on the bridge <laughs> about... Uh, you know, he's 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 saying you're stalling. That was the writer talking to himself, yeah. <laughs> just going ahead and writing it down, because they really did. Yeah, need they to get did on spend about point. twenty minutes. Everybody standing on the bridge, Mexican standoffing each other, and they're t- they're doing the whole you know the the threats and counter threats. But what's interesting about this whole scene is that for a villain who we will 
maybe see again. Proctor John is like this incredibly calm and zen kind of bad guy. I'd love he's, to hang out with that dude. He's like, so, huh, this day has gotten much more complicated. I just plan to invade a dam and take it over and use it to build a new society. I think, where, a, I think a man know, like that could talk me into doing horrible, horrible things. Yeah. It's possible. So, this is all going on, and it's starting to look... Okay, so Nick makes the deal. He basically says that Madison and Alicia uh, and Strand go, can go get in a boat, and they will go upstream, and then he's going to blow the dam. And Dr. John's like, well, this is not really a very good plan, because you're telling us what you're going to do. He's like, yeah, I know, but I'm. this is my suicide note. So... I'm going to die. Everybody's going to die. I can take you with me or you can leave. And But you can't go anywhere because I'll flip the switch. And so they get in the boat and there's all these little false starts because the boat won't start and the boat stops and it can't get far enough away. And then it's just like, okay, we're just dragging this out. And finally, uh, I keep wanting to say Prester John, but that's a completely different character from fiction. Uh, Proctor John goes, all right, just kill this kid. And as one of these guys comes up on Nick, there's a gunshot. Mm. And Walker and day player uh, of, of the last several weeks are up on a ridge with a high-powered rifle going, that was a nice headshot. I was aiming for the chest. Well, you know, you live and you learn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then he should have adjusted for elevation. And so these guys are picking off these guys from distance. Then there's Daniel, who is just... Walking down the hallway, and four guys come up to him, and Daniel plays the helpless old man, which basically means he kills all of them in about a second. With some seriously sweet kung fu action. Mm-hmm. And much gunfire. Right. Then, uh, he uh, gets up on the bridge with them, and basically it's uh, Daniel and the guys on the ridge uh, versus a bunch of guys who were not planning for this today. No. And they're not planning for Daniel at all. And basically, Proctor John is like, you know what? I'm going to go. Yeah. This is this is, this is is not what I had in mind today. And I just had surgery like three hours ago. The fact that I'm walking around and talking coherently it's is a, kind of a miracle. You know, it's a testament to his character that he didn't really complain about it. Um, And then... Da- and then uh, uh, Nick blows the bridge. Nick blows the bridge. And nothing happens. It's like, boof. We're like, what's going on? And then the bridge starts to fall apart. Um, and then... But it's got plenty of time for everybody to get away. Everybody gets away. Uh, except for the people... Uh, yeah, so everybody on the bridge has time to get away. But the okay. people in the boat who were escaping across the water are the ones who end up... So anyway, we find out that these hallucinations that Madison has been having, it's not... It's just her being underneath the water having these... As she's being sucked through the dam. Yeah. Those those lucid dreams you have when you're seconds away from dying. So basically, water. we're watching her have this. Was it Christmas dinner, Thanksgiving yeah. dinner? One of those one of those holiday dinners. And every, everybody who come, yeah, it's Christmas. Everybody, who, the first time the people who come over are Nick and Lucy, Lucy with a baby. With yeah, with or clearly a zombie baby, and it's very very. You see the the gravestone for Alicia. Yeah, do we need to get through all the hallucinations? And more people die. And we have the, well, the, the dinner scene was really cool. Well, all the people that she's killed over the last couple of episodes all show up. And there's blood. Yeah. It's like a Game of Thrones. Except meets... for Walker. Walker's still alive. Yeah. It's 
Basically, it's, it's a massacre at the dinner party. Mm. And then she's having all these things and she's underwater with all this debris that doesn't hit her at all. She's not buffeted or knocked around. She's just floating. She's James Bonding her way down uh, the beginning of Spectre. Mm. And, or whatever movie that was. And it's just... It's very symbolic and it's kind of terrible. But then but she... Your eyes only. <laughs> well, so let's just recap. Proctor John is alive. Right. He escapes. Uh, he's he's got, probably going to die of infection from the, the gaping hole in his back. But he's got a, network, a big enough network to be a threat next yeah. season. Daniel and Nick get away together. And so that's going to be hilarious. Walker and day, Hunky Day Player, number one, go away together. They're headed north. They decide they want to get... They're going to try to get, get up somewhere up north. Uh, Strand and Alicia are nowhere to be found. Because the boat went through the dam and tore down the river. And uh, baby, everybody got fine. thrown free. They're fine. And, yeah. They're and Madison fine. wakes up at the side of this culvert um, where what? a little girl looks at this... Woman who is washed up, clearly half drowned, and just says, Hi. Yeah. All the people are going to get the water, and bodies are floating down the river, and they're still like, Oh, let's get the water. And it's like, No. No. They are fresh bodies. We're not talking, these are not new, old, you know, old bloated bodies. These are new ones. There's a little blood in the water. You can boil that out. So part of me thinks that, that the. You gotta burrow that water. That the people who write this show think that, me- like, that this is just how Mexico is. You know? You don't think they're... You don't think because, they've gone to Mexico? Yeah, because it feels to me like... Like, there's not... Like, apparently, like... Mexico's, like, super thriving through the zombie apocalypse. There's big trading posts with with stuff and... Well, they're not... Like, everybody they're not was... East Coast dickholes or uh, whatever uh, the southern guy's issues are. Who knows? They're They're... I don't know. It's just weird. I feel it's like I don't know if there would be that many randos in the zombie apocalypse walking down to that culvert to get water. There was. It just seemed like those weren't randos. That was that was water flowing through a city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, there was she went. She was washed far enough down. And she's in another city. Yeah, she's probably going like sixty miles an hour. And I mean, it's a it's apparently a thriving city. So the question is: Is where is she now? Uh, is it someplace that our heroes will, next season, everyone will stumble into oh, over the course of several days because there's only one way to walk in the entire, you know. Yeah, everybody will get where they're going. They're, they'll all end up there. Uh, and we've talked about this before, but what, the walking dead and time, the walking dead and distance, near these things shall actually meet in any kind of coherent Or thing. Or Madison will, will <clears throat> heal up and get the family that's taken care of her killed. And then she'll like <laughs> walk out into the into the countryside and find Nick like whittling a stick. It's because Madison is her own built-in swarm of locusts. Again, she will fly into town. She'll lex her way into town, and when she's done, and when she leaves, everyone will be dead. This is what happens. They, it's it's her husband's fault. He was kind of a moron. Yeah, Travis was pretty terrible. Yeah, and she, and it was always Madison there going, "What are you doing? What are you doing? We stop! Don't put that in your mouth. What are you doing?" <laughs> they, all the time, and this is what and and now she's like, she's still Queen Bee, only there's murder, which is. But you got to remember, she's been murdering since she was like thirteen years old. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, who hasn't? 
Yeah. <laughs> Molly, how many people have you killed since you were 13 years old? It's not in the dozens, I'll be surprised. <laughs> On advice of counsel, Molly will not respond to this question. So, anyway. Um, not terrible, but still, there were things this whole... I really, really enjoyed this episode. I was, I was pretty glued to it. Well, the last several episodes have actually been pretty good, with the exception of the fact that, that Troy is... is in any of them. I, and the Troy arc had to go, and I'm glad they went and did yeah, that. That was the most his satisfying. Death, his death. death was the best part of his entire arc. Yeah. Um, I mean, just put an end to that whole branch thing. He was. Although know. I still, I'm still really irritated because I feel like. They could have lured some of those walkers away and got some of those weapons and food. There's a ton of shit. Like they're not in, Rick. Rick would have had the plan, and like he would in, have done it. In, Me and Coral. Me and Coral are gonna go over and blow some stuff up. In like a month, some real starving person is gonna wander up on that the ruins of that ranch and go down into that basement and be like. <gasps> And they're going to build walls around the ranch, and it'll become a thriving society, and they'll fill it with people who actually get along and aren't trying to kill each other. And Madison and, will show up. <laughs> I would never and build thus it. humanity Hi, will be saved. I would until ne- Madison I'd, shows I'd build up. hydrofluoric acid moats. <laughs> hydrofluoric acid? Yeah. That's the one that's good on bodies. Oh. What do you mean hydrochloric acid? I think hydrofluoric acid probably yeah, involves melting that's... plants or something. What? Or, you know... Oh. <laughs> Anyway, lie pits, sulfur pits. We're getting we're getting a bit goofy. Watch here. a YouTube thing on on disposing bodies. You'll you'll see what I'm talking about. I have always used lie. I mean, I've always heard that it was a lie. <laughs> no, it's true, man. It's hydrofluoric acid. Oh uh, yeah. Remember, I did that. Remember, friends. A good friend will help you move. An even better friend will help you move the body. And on that note, <laughs> and an advice of counsel, <laughs> uh, thank you for listening for Hintz's on Apocalypse Now. We will be back next week with the premiere of the new season of The Walking Dead. It never it, goddamn ends. It goes on forever and ever and ever. Amen. Uh, thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Curtis. Thank you, Tim. Thank, thank you, you, Molly. Molly. Thank you, Molly. Can I go This has been a presentation of HorrorForMe.com. Copyright 2017 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. You're listening to Horror For Me Radio.